And I'm going to introduce the show now. We're going to get started. <laughs> uh, you know, welcome to the Blacktop Pulpit. I am Andrew, and I am here with uh, two of our church members, Kim Duffy and PA. And again, we can't reveal to you PA's real name because he's a minister. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, we we may or may not mask his voice in editing. So, <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, well, guys, let's talk about. Uh, did I mention that we're at the church at Sunsides? Did I even say this? I don't really. I don't think you did. All right. I'm going to redo the introduction then. Yeah, redo it, man. <laughs> Do it in English. Word. Welcome to the. Oh yeah. Welcome to the Blacktop Pulpit by the Church at Sunsites. There you I am go. Andrew, the pastor of the Church at Sunsites, and I'm here with two of our church members who will remain anonymous. Because yeah. no. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, um, let's talk about the sermon from Sunday. Uh, what stood out to you? Uh, what did you hear? Um, we are in First Corinthians chapter two, verses six through sixteen. Um, New Testament. Yeah, grill me, grill me. It's a <laughs> give me that. If if you want to complain, now's the time. <laughs> oh, don't, don't never tell me that. First Corinthians, where, brother? Uh, First Corinthians chapter two, verses six two, through six. six. On Sunday. Yeah. Let you take it off, PA. Yeah, you know what? That's so kind of you. <laughs> you know what? I, I try. I, I was really, I was really thinking about this, and 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 now that I'm kind of glad I don't have my notebook because I I went lengthy on these notes, but I didn't need. To, I, I was reading verse six. Yet when I'm among, when I am among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not to the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. The thing that catches me is that, I don't know, maybe I, I read that wrong or I've mm. deciphered into that wrong, but it's like you need to talk to people to where they're at, yeah, not where you want them to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. You've got to talk to them where they're at to try and get, am I making sense? Does yeah, that even correlate uh, absolutely. Like, like Paul in Acts chapter 17 in Athens on Mars yeah, Hill. Yeah, yeah. He starts where they're at and builds from there to the gospel message. But you have to get uh, to them where they're at. Yeah, you have to relate to people. Um, for I sure, mean, you uh, can't we, talk to a kinder. You know it, like a being a dad. You yeah. can't talk to a kindergartner like a high schooler. Right. You got to go to where they're at. But that's I have what to, I caught out of. But that. I have to talk to my three year old like he's a kindergartner, or he'll be bored. Because uh, everybody's talking about homeschooling and like where you start when they're five years old, and I'm like, we have already done that. I yeah. Don't what, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. Man. <laughs> No, but yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that's an Oklahoma thing. Yeah, no. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, no. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> like if I wanted to, if I wanted to, and I do, if I wanted to uh, mingle, if, pardon the word, but it, like if I wanted to talk with uh, Ken here for, or, or anybody that matter, I've got to have some type of realization as to where they're at. Yeah. Because if, if I go to somebody like, like Ken, he's he's smart and he's mm. been a Fed for like ever and and does all this stuff. So if I talk to him like he's a Disneyland ride worker, that's right. not going to work. I mean, right. it may for the Disneyland ride worker, but not for Ken. So I don't know. I kind of look at this as an insight as to where 
I mean, Jesus went to the well. He came mm-hmm. to us. He came to where we're at. Well, that's that's a beautiful doctrine, the the condescension of Christ. Um, Boy, and it's a term I have. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Reformed theology. <laughs> yeah, no friend. kidding, man. I heard. <laughs> my head's hurt. So, the con- my head's hurt. Yeah, the condescension of Christ. That Christ is always who He is. Right, and, and He is always sovereign. And he is always co-eternal and co-equal with the Father. Um, but at a moment in time, he, the Son, the Word of God, the Logos of God, took on human flesh, came down to our level. Spoke, yeah, exactly. Spoke in a language we could understand. And then the Holy Spirit comes and actually causes us to understand. Like That's all the condescension of Christ. Um, when we talk to other people, we don't want to be consending, uh, condescending of other people, right? There's a difference here. Being condescending of other people is putting them down. Right. But you con- can't do that. That don't con- work. Ralph. But condescending to other people is, hey, I want to be on your level. Like we, we are like Christ yeah. in that way. Now we are actually equal with other people. So it's, like, it's right. not like we yeah. can like condescend like Christ condescended. But uh, but he, he came down from the heavenly places to our level. Like that's just a beautiful doctrine. And then you apply it to sharing the gospel and communicating with people. It's like, that's that's where we need to be. And to do that, we need to know about other people. And we need to know about politics. And we need to know about religion. And we need to know about uh, culture, society, arts, sciences. Um, all, we need to know about all that stuff. But that stuff is not the content of our message. It's, no. it's always the launching board upon which we share the gospel. The imperishable knowledge of God rather than the perishable knowledge of the world. Yeah, it's it's all very beautiful, uh, and it's all very doctrine. Like if you don't if you don't believe in the condescension of Christ that He emptied Himself and came to us, you're not going to care about talking to other people on their level in a way that relates to them. You're just going to preach at people, and that's that horrible. Anything, yeah, that's yeah. horrible. Well, I, I think I, another great thing about that condescension is like this is the the wisdom of God, like that we are bringing to other people. This isn't. And, and and I totally hear what you're saying too, PA, with like the, the, the coming to people where they're at. Absolutely. Uh, right. It's just really interesting to see like w- w- when we're coming to people where they're at, like that's, that is the message we're relaying from what God brought to us. Like, right, like right, right, right. In verse six, yeah, among the mature. So here among the mature, we do impart wisdom. So, so this, this is like, this is Paul saying we're, we're bringing intelligence and intellect and theology to you. Um, but it's not a wisdom that, that we knew before God gave it to us. And, and that's, that's, what's really um, captivating about this passage too, is, is Paul's not making a case for um, not being intellectual or right, right. being a simple minded person. He's, yeah. he's saying, this is true wisdom, and it's mind-boggling that this is what God represents to us and what we bring to the world. And to the world is foolishness because all the things that we think are intellectual and, and, and the wisdom of our world is not. And this, this, is, this is what true wisdom is. And, and then the, the perplexing thing about it is when you speak the wisdom of God to an unbelieving world, it seems right. stupid, which is crazy. But you know what, though, Ken, that's a very eloquent way to put it, because that's exactly the matter of the situation. 
people don't believe me. I don't know. You just made a whole lot of sense right there. It's, it's like when you speak to this, when, when, when you speak, it's like I just ran into some really beautiful people at a coffee shop in Wilcox that I love dearly. I can talk to them like I know how to talk. Not only are we acquaintances and friends, but we're all believers. And talking to them, my my vernacular is going to be completely different than I'm talking to the dude at Circle K that I don't know. Sure. So I'm, I'm this, yeah, this is starting to make sense to me, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, my head's full. And it, it really challenges the church. Like we want to really bring it down to the blacktop. Right. Uh, it, it challenges the church to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, go to people. Don't just expect people to walk into church. Uh, in today's world, <laughs> people are not just going to walk into church. Um, the church, like Christ came actually, to in us. World. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, like Christ came to us. We actually have to go to others. We have to, we have to get off our rumps and, move like go that's no nation. fun though no it's that's not, no fun it's, though and it's, that is not fun and it's not easy no by a long shot it, it would well, be much easier to just fill a pew yeah yeah and and the other encouraging part about like passages like this is that um especially in the connected world that we're in today we're we're it, we could get comfortable with letting like the the super christians you know take care of all the evangelizing of the world because they're smart <laughs> and intellectual like here, no here we see, such like, thing. No is, such thing as a super right. Christian. <laughs> I'm right here and now. The, I'm and, that's, and that's the encouragement that we have here is that like like the, we get we get wisdom imparted to us from God, and and you don't need to to have your um, no jab against you, PhD, Andrew. It's awesome to be <laughs> educated, and and Lord knows we need them among us. But um, you don't you don't need to be this um well-studied you know intellectual person that has various degrees in order to go out and, and proclaim the gospel truthfully and accurately to the world around you and, right. and it's, a, it's a wisdom from god it's, it's it's god who educated us and this isn't a, an appeal to say don't learn and don't grow because everything's spiritual but this is this is like an equipping and an, and a, and a, and a uh, ascending of all all christians that are given the gospel and that have the truth go forward to the nations and proclaim it with confidence amen that is way uh, too long to put yeah. on a t-shirt but yeah is. let's put that on a t-shirt that's <laughs> absolutely priceless pa as i mean that's, that's absolutely priceless that's that's my problem in our uh, in our current like meme culture I I can never find a meme that accurately represents my thoughts because I'm like, no, well, I would need to qualify that. I need to clarify some things on that. I can't share that because I just, no, I, so I like, I tried to get into meme culture and then I just couldn't because my ideas were too long. And then I even got to where I couldn't even like, I couldn't even like tweet anything because I was like, but I really want to clarify all this. Oh, oh. Hence, hence, why, hence why I... Hence why I mostly only share blog posts yeah. with, with catchy titles. <laughs> that, that's, that's priceless, though, Ken. What you, I'm just beautiful because it's like I would much rather charge hell with somebody that's completely uneducated that has a fervent love for God than someone who has a doctorate and doesn't even know the Holy Spirit. 
You know what I mean? I would much rather charge a water pistol on them. Yeah. It's there, there is a difference. Passion. And, and I mentioned this on Sunday. There's a huge difference between knowing about God, which would be like PhD stuff. Like, oh, that's about God. Right, right. And right. actually knowing God, that's only possible through the Holy Spirit, whether or not you have a, a degree. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Um, yeah. And, and you can have um, Joe... Joe Smith or whatever sit in the pew and uh and he doesn't have a degree didn't graduate from high school but he's got the holy spirit and he sees things in oh. in scripture that the smartest minds on earth have been arguing Miss about it. for centuries uh you can have that because mm. uh, the holy spirit gives the gift of knowledge um and and the knowledge of god is a mystery to all of those who don't have the holy spirit um because well, only the Spirit of God knows God, which is the argument Paul is making in chapter 2 in 1 Corinthians. Uh, only the Spirit of God can know God. Um, so if you don't have the Spirit, you can't know God because the Holy Spirit's not there telling you about God. But right. It's a pretty simple argument, but it, like you can't, you can't really debate it. It's sound. It's a, <laughs> right, right. You know? uh, which I think Paul was going for. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, it, what, what, I, I can't help but ahead. think you got to speak to someone at their. Just got to speak to mm-hmm. the person, not their intellect. Does that make sense? Yep. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the intellect of a person, that could be um, something that's confusing about the people that are in the church. So if if you have a head knowledge of who God is, which you know Andrew mentioned, you you can have. Um, but right. the PA you mentioned, like you cannot be saved and and know a lot of factual things from the scriptures, um, and, and that yeah. that's that could that could be a scary reality if if you could quote chapter and verse all day long and and run circles around a lot of these people that do have the spirit um, and know truth, but you're just a very intellectual person that has the data that's in the scriptures. Um, right, you can. Oh. You can see it, you know, when, when God talks about having eyes and ears, um, it doesn't mean right. that you look at a Bible and, and it's blank pages, <laughs> you know, it's like, right, right, you right. don't have eyes to see, you don't see the beauty in it, you don't see the truth in it, um, but but it's a head knowledge that puffs you up in a way that uh, wants make, makes you want to be superior to other people. Um, so that's that that's when you're mentioning the, the ability to know God comes from the spirit. That's where my, my mind was going there too. It's like, man, like, like it's really cool that we can actually know God intimately and personally, but the only possible way to know God is for him to place his own spirit within us, which exactly. is really incredible. Uh, and also very, like a lot of things we're talking about lately, it's perplexing at the same time. Yeah, I I would uh, mention two things. The first from John chapter three, right, where Jesus is talking with Nicodemus and tells Nicodemus, in order to even see the kingdom of heaven, you must be born again. <laughs> right, right. right. Uh, how many people do you know sharing the gospel or sharing some version of the gospel that's not the gospel, like right. not the correct gospel invitation? And they'll say uh, mm-hmm. they'll start at John three sixteen instead of John three one. And they'll say, uh, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, whosoever believes in him will have everlasting life. Do you want to believe in him today? That's not where we start. Mm, We have have to start with the Holy Spirit. 
Um, without the Holy Spirit, we do not understand the gospel and we do not know how to respond to God. Uh, we do not, we are not self-aware without the Holy Spirit there convicting us of sin, of breaking God's law. Uh, it just, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so this being born again of the Spirit, that has to happen before we can, or rather before we will make a decision to respond, right? Um, so the gospel is out there for everybody to hear. That's God's common grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gospel can be heard by every set of ears on the planet, um, but not every set of ears can understand the gospel and respond to it with sincere repentance and uh, and belief in Jesus Christ as a Messiah. You know, where were you thirty years ago when I needed that answer? Thirty years ago, I was. Uh, I was <laughs> Never mind. I, I was. I was about six months old thirty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and you were probably walking around like Jesus did, like educating all the people around you, weren't you? <laughs> Six months old, I was I was waxing waxing eloquent about superlapsarianism. And <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Uh, <laughs> Man, I just thought of something. What what you think of? Tattoos older than you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might have a cigar in your humidor older than me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> do cigars age like wine? It... Actually, they do. Oh, nice. Actually, they do. Nice. I've had one curing for about two years now. Yeah. So it's or is it more like wine, or is it more like how an acoustic guitar ages? Probably more. Why like an acoustic you gotta guitar, ask me that? Right? I can't answer that because I want to say at <laughs> a spirit that the guitar, but uh, probably because it's cause that earthy. Oh, yeah, yeah, if yeah, if yeah, cigars yeah. made a sound, it would be a, oh, a thousand year old acoustic guitar. Yeah. Is that the, did they like, have acoustic guitars a thousand years ago? They had a uh, lot uh, liars. I would imagine they they would. wasn't yeah. a lyre considered an acoustic stringed. In? Yeah. yeah, it would have been an acoustic stringed instrument. So it's kind of yeah. like a guitar. You mean it's not somebody who's telling a fib? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, the second thing I wanted to, to do is just uh, pose a question to you both. Um, is it possible to correctly interpret the scriptures without the Holy Spirit? In light of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, is it even possible to correctly interpret the scriptures without the Holy Spirit? Negative. I, I'm sorry, I disagree. Oh, this is going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> is it? Let's go, bro. I can fight Wait, you all I want from here. We, You're 50 miles away. Did we just clap at the same time? We did, we did, we did. The, the same number of claps? Yeah. I don't, I don't like yeah. this. You guys either got to separate and join me virtually, or we all get together in a safe spot. I want to... I wanna... Simultaneous hey, clap. <laughs> next, next week, we're at your place, so... Nice. No, go PA. Let's hear what you got to say. I, I, I'd be curious to hear your perspective first. And, you and know just... what? It, it's it's it to me. It, it actually, I cannot see because I maybe this is a personal case history, but uh, I don't think you can understand. You can read and you can decipher and you can get a grip on things but i really don't think anybody would understand diddly squat out of this bible unless the holy spirit sent them now they may understand it uh like okay this is the temple this is how it was built i mean they may semantics so to speak but i really don't think there'll be any understanding of the gospel you didn't say understanding though did you did i misunderstand the question i said interpretation 
That's, oh, that's what I asked. Interpretation. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Well, yeah, anybody can interpret anything, but you're not going to understand it. Or not <laughs> definitely not going to take it to heart without the Holy Spirit. Am I right? Everybody's laughing at me. Is it my hair? Yeah. Go for it, Ken. No, Go for it, no, Ken. Not at all. <laughs> Where are you at? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Ken doesn't have the right to make fun of no, you. I- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna put another filter on. Let's see if I can get a wig on my head. <laughs> I'm ready to see a beard, bro. This is my law yeah. enforcement cut, man. I just take it free. There you go. There you go. There you go. I don't think um, interpretation. That's different. Doggone it. I'm sorry. I missed it. No, Thank you, Ken. But I, no, I, yeah. interpreting anybody can decipher anything uh anybody can decipher anything but i really don't think you'd have an understanding or growing knowledge of it i know you yeah i i never i read that bible for years before i gave my surrendered my life yeah i mean i read it for like don't make no sense to me now yeah so i think i think that generally we'd probably end up agreeing then and when, when we first answered the question it was a matter of how we're understanding the question as well. So right, it's right, a matter right, of interpretation. Yeah. Um, I, I would say it's it's an accident for people to to not know God and to accurately interpret the Bible because like I even mentioned a moment ago, when when we, we don't have eyes and ears to see and hear, it's it's with the words are still there. You know, when someone's preaching, we still hear and discern their language. Right, right, right. Um, and we can regurgitate things we hear we could we would speak and preach even things that we see in the scriptures and not know god um his truth is still true no matter whose lips they come off of um if it's if it's properly spoken and and that's where andrew i even think that you were talking about in your sermon where people can go into these heretical churches and and be saved somehow by god's grace you know don't ask me how that comes into play in God's sovereign purpose of, of creation, but it, it happens. Uh, we, yeah. we see it. And I think that's where, too, from just a practical standpoint, I would say a yes to that answer um, in heavy part because I've seen it. I've seen people that um, I would clearly deem heretics that I would never under any any compulsion encourage people to go and be educated, listen to these people in any circumstance. And they they can at times say certain things that are true. Um, and that's just, yeah, what, I, what my perception is, plays heavier part in what I would, I, I didn't go to a quick theological response, but just a practical one, you know. Yeah. If, if someone is, even, even an atheist, uh, trained in hermeneutics, uh, which you can hermeneutics don't apply to only the Bible. Anytime you're no. reading any document, it's you use hermeneutics to figure out what's being said, right? What what the text means. So anybody who's trained in hermeneutics, um, trained in in philosophy, trained in literature, uh, if you if you are faithful to the text, you'll be able to glean the proper meaning from Scripture. It's just not going to be effectual in your life. Right. Um, I I think some atheists, some materialists are 
more faithful in their hermeneutic when they read the text of scripture because it has no bearing on their life. Like exactly. it, it doesn't there matter to me what this means. I don't subscribe to it. So I can, I can interpret this and I, I can be I faithful in my interpretation. Uh, and it has no bearing on my life. It's just the Bible. And you have biblical scholars who are atheists who do a very, very good job interpreting the text sure. using hermeneutics um, because they're trained to do that and they're trained to do it well. Yeah. And then you have, Christians, and here's where I think uh, interpretation really goes awry, really goes south, is you have people who profess to be Christians who claim that the Bible is their authority, uh, or even people who would would maybe say, I'm not religious, but still see the Bible as authoritative somehow to some degree. Copy. And they read the Bible, and because it has bearing on their life, they twist its words to justify themselves. Now, that's where I think we have problems. And I think those problems exist mostly in the visible church, the organized church. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that yeah. because that's true. It's visible in the church mm-hmm. because so many people are trying to get their agendas out. And it's not. Yeah. It's all about daddy. Yeah. Crying it's, out loud. It's, it's more difficult for someone who professes to be Christian to interpret the, the Bible well than it is for an atheist because uh, it has bearing on life. Like what the Bible says, right? that's my authority. So if, if I think the Bible says that I need to conform to it, else explain it. Away. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you see, and, uh, you see that a lot in, in debates too. So, so a lot of these, um, what I guess would be self-proclaimed apologists that have major inconsistencies in their hermeneutic are just, mopped up to the on the floor like with the their opponents because they they are inconsistent and when you're inconsistent in your theology your hermeneutic you know like it it you can't you can't win a debate um unless it's again by accident uh and that you see that unfortunately and and a great uh majority of of these debates that i see on online too it's just people that aren't consistent with what the Bible teaches, um, like with what you said, it's, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> oh. and, and I, and I, oh. I'm totally tracking with you there. It's, it's an interesting thing to notice that when atheists interpret the Bible, like, no, well, this is what it says. And they'll oftentimes use it as, um, a point of contention mm-hmm. with their opponent and saying, your, your God is evil. Let me show you why. And I'll say, well, it does say that, but it's not because he's evil. Let me tell you what. Instead, someone with inconsistent hermeneutic would be like, no, that that's just a that's a wrong interpretation. Then they'd go off and butcher the verse. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. The well, that's why, and I'm I'm sure you're referring to some of Christopher Hitchens' debates, <laughs> or mm-hmm. or Bill Nye's recent debate against Kim Ham. I say recent; it was a few years ago now. Oh man! But, uh, oh, man. Just it was it was it was, it was abysmal. Kim Ham did not do well. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's it's like uh, he's he's trying to like morph uh, conflate what the Bible says with modern day science and. No, uh, the Bible, first of all, is not a science textbook. I think it is accurate everywhere that it describes sure, how things sure, happen. Sure, sure. Um, and yeah. then he's and then and then he was using science as if science was history instead of science. And it's like, bro, you at least have to like, <laughs> come on. Like uh, the whole time, I was like, no, no, don't say that. No, don't say that. And he said it every time. So yeah, uh, that's why guys yeah. like uh, Bill Nye and Christopher Hitchens are so successful against people who profess to be Christians. Um, because Christians don't have a good hermeneutic. They're, they're self-justifying. 
rather than just trying to be faithful to the text of scripture. And so the, the atheist combatant, verbal combatant, right. militant, uh, he knows, essentially he knows the Bible better than the Christian. And that's a problem. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Some of them set out to be that way. Yeah. I've actually met a person yeah. or two like that. Yeah. They'll set out, oh no, I'm going to disprove you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like that before. Very well. Yeah. There's a reason I got really good at debating. And now I don't care to debate people, mm-hmm. but I can still destroy them if I want. <laughs> but I, but I, but I don't, but I don't care to do it anymore. Instead, I just want to build people up. So people don't often get to see that side of me. I don't think anybody here has seen that side of me. I won't see it. Yeah. Let's debate about something. Let's. We hey, let's schedule sure. some debates at the church at Sunsites. Ooh. Y'all, y'all want to do oh, it? That would be fantastic. It? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm in. Listeners. <laughs> Listen again. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Listeners, if you want us to schedule some live debates at the church at Sunsides, please let us know. Uh, your your wish in this case is our command. <laughs> <laughs> I'll argue about cigars. Yeah. I can tell you what cigars better. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I think we need a good. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, what's, Arena? what's the What's the doctrine called? No, we need a good. Uh, um, Synergism versus monergism debate. That's what we need in this community. <laughs> what? With what? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, like, do we cooperate with God for our salvation, or does God alone save us all by himself? That, ding, that ding, would be ding, the ding, question, ding. right? A, <laughs> that'd be a good story. A very yeah, good I'd topic. Love, I'd love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Dig it. Well, that's what yeah, I when, got. When uh, we're talking. Yeah, when we're we're talking about um, wisdom, um, I'm encouraged in another part when I hear uh, the way that Paul, who we know to be a a, a very smart man, um, just based off of his credentials, um, Mm -hmm. it's encouraging to me. And and PA, I appreciate you being you know loving and giving me compliments all the time. I'm I'm a pretty simple guy. I really am. So so. I have a lot of people in my life that think that I'm I'm really uh, intellectual and wise um, when I talk about God, but it's not it's not from me. Like, right. like I am I am but regurgitating wisdom, and that's why I sound smart when I talk about God is because I'm I'm just saying what I see, and it's not some academia. It's not a it's not a you know I've been studying the Bible a long time, but but the things I say are just literally what I, what I see. And, you know, whether it's me engaging in conversation or debate or, or right, preaching right. from the pulpit, it's like, it's right. like, I, I love this because I'm not coming up with some really fancy, you know, chart that and picture on the wall <laughs> or, or bringing home like the wisdom right. of my, my understanding of the scriptures where I'm going to compare it to worldly things and, and just blow your mind. I'm literally just regurgitating information that I see about God and know from him. And it sounds genius because it is. It's God's yeah, God yeah. wisdom. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. Not, it's not my genius. It's God's. He yeah, gave us yeah. the word. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's it's so good in sermon prep not to have to come up with something oh, um, super profound to say. You just teach the right. Bible. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. my favorite thing about it. Yeah, yeah, and no, that's hard work. 
but uh, but it's not me coming up mm-hmm. with something profound to say or me giving nine steps on how to right. be a super spiritual person. I almost titled the sermon for Sunday, How to Know God. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which would have been a little misleading. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> nice. And then I remember there was a point when I said, if you ever see a sermon titled How to Do Something, Run Away. So I didn't title mm. it. <laughs> you know? True. Yeah. Uh, yep. True. Of course, until you hear the content of a sermon, I guess you shouldn't judge it by its title anyway. Uh, just in case it is just one of those catchy titles meant to draw somebody in, which I've been known to yeah, do. Yeah, you never do that, do you, Andrew? <laughs> no. Nah. Well, like, uh, like, like when I, uh, today I published a sermon on the blog, the, the written manuscript form of the sermon, and the title of the blog post is um, uh, Impossible to Know God. That's one of those titles because it's like, well, you need some clarification on that. Right. It's intriguing. <laughs> yeah. So that's just... You know, those titles meant to draw people in. A really kind of Doug Wilson-esque kind of title. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Except except his go his go a lot further than that. I don't know. He he's like right on the right on the line of acceptability. <laughs> yeah. I still I still have to read, you know, that that really supposedly controversial book he put out. I haven't read it yet, about like yeah. sex spots or something like that. And yeah, yeah. What? I'm, I'm intrigued. That's what it's about. It's a, it's a satire. He wrote a uh, satire and uh, yeah, it's about a, it's about a robot that was used for the, the deed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it called? Uh, R- ride Sally ride. That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that hurts no, my feelings. Man, he no, never fails. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well, if you're looking for a controversial title, there it there is. Is. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it's satire. And, and yeah, he names stuff for the purpose of drawing people in. He says, if, if I didn't give it those mm. titles, nobody would re- re- read my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's work for him, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Of course, he, of course, he became popular on accident. So. Hmm. <laughs> He, he, more he more controversy. Preaching. Yeah, he was just preaching scripture about the covenant of redemption. In fact, what I mentioned on Sunday, and somebody took it and ran with it, and all of a sudden, people were talking about this evil doctrine called the federal vision. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it blew up, and he became popular almost over overnight. Man, it's like you can't you can't pay for that. Just preach the scriptures, and somebody will mishear it and accuse you of heresy, and run with it, and you'll get popular. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, uh, people mishear me all the time, and they what? they like come to me. What do you say? <laughs> what? What you say? They like come to me and like I can't believe you would teach something like that. And I'm like, well, what did I teach? And they'll explain it to me. And I'm like, I didn't say anything like that. That's, I don't know yeah. how you got it. Was, you know, I think a lot of a lot of people are predisposed into what they want to hear. Uh, sure. That yeah. that being key, yeah, or we know? or we listen with the intent to respond rather than understand, which is. One of the greatest sins, I think, of humanity. It's and it's one of the most easily mm-hmm. done too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. really is. It really, really. Well, is. any of the the false teachers to deal with because, like, Pete, was it Peter that talked about Paul's writings and said they they would they would uh, twist what he says and uh, be yeah. their own uh, destruction too. So, and we, uh, we deal with that, I'm sure, every day in the church. Yeah, yeah. Peter was like, "Yeah, Paul's words are difficult to understand, but stop twisting them to your own ends." <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. Don't use that as an excuse to twist his words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to no understand. Kidding. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to me how Peter was able to defend Paul like he did. That shows great humility because uh, Paul had to get on to Peter, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but Paul let Peter have it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yep. Uh, so we got the mystery of the faith is the gospel. Uh, only the Holy Spirit can reveal the mystery of the faith to us, like in a way that is effectual. Um, and that brings us to like the last point I, I made in the sermon was like uh, just a description of the epistemology of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, trading the knowledge and wisdom of this world, which we receive through human religion, through uh, human education, through human training, whether for career or whatever else. Um, in the marketplace, we receive human wisdom, all of those ways. And all of that stuff will die with the generation, with the person, with the rulers of this age. Right. Um, yet that's what we invest in. We invest in our schooling. We invest in our workplace training. And we, we invest in our careers. And, and we invest in our religion. Like that's what we give all of our time and money to. Um, and... It's so, so temporary. And there is something that is imperishable that will last forever that we can invest in. But we really kind of do have to give up our pursuit of those other things in order to pursue the imperishable. Like that's a, that's a real thing. Desires. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's like you can't, uh, you can't build your kingdom both in this world and in heaven. Uh, you can't seek treasure both in this world and in heaven, that mm. sort of idea. Um, what do you guys yeah. think about that? And, and how it applies to like uh, things, things like things like public school or or university or people's careers and, and jobs. Like like this passage of scripture speaks so heavily into the into the way we live and the priorities we make in life. And people wonder why their lives are falling apart, but they've invested in what is perishable rather than what is imperishable. Um, let's let's parse this out just a little bit for our listeners, because some of this is going to be a, a totally new idea for for our listeners. Like you mean it? You mean it really is a kind of a sin to work on Sunday? Um, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, mm. I really think it is. Um, we're putting we're putting God on the back burner. Our job's becoming an idol. You mean it really is a sin to to skip? God's church service, the gathering of God's church in order to go play a sports game or to watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. sick, you know? um, and man, if you like tell that. somebody that. <laughs> yeah, you're a heathen. Yeah. You know, they turn the table. Um, but that's but that's like, that's the reality of this passage. You can't hear this passage and not yeah. think that, okay, it's it doesn't actually benefit me and my life is going to it's I'm not going to be satisfied with my life if I am if I am trading what is imperishable for what is perishable, especially on like the Sabbath and on the Lord's Day. You know, mm. I can't help but 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 think of that uh, when I when I even begin to think about that. I think about what what the world per, per se is being taught. Mm-hmm. What is perishable and what is not yep. and it's not true right they're they're being that's you know what right now the most important thing on the face of this planet is who you vote for or some other nonsense you know they're all thinking <laughs> something like that you know that's the most important that is thing. not 
<laughs> I mean, so many people, so many people have taken, and and I so get this because so many people have said, you know what, I'm gonna add a new addition to my life, and that's God. They they <laughs> nope. think they're right. See, that's it. That's where they that's where they get so misconstrued. They look at it like, okay, I'm just gonna add God to my life. No, all sunshine. Or all or nothing. It's, it's all, or, all nothing. or nothing. It has to be because so many people say, okay, you know what? They think they're punching the time card at church. I went to church this Sunday. Katunk, I deserve this. Nice sound or, effect. Was it? Yeah, I, I've done it. But it's like so many people are not being taught what really is perishable. For those of us less than 100 years old, it was beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, the abuse here is free and rampant. It's all over the place. But no, it's just true. What people's perception of perishable and imperishable yeah, really are. That's it. That's it. Because they can't get past their own life. There's so many yeah. people that are like, okay, I got the next 30 years. That's it. They, yeah. they don't get it. That's part of the Holy Spirit. That? And, and a lot of that is just uh, near nearsightedness. Um, oh, all, all I know, mean, all I know is what I need to take care of right now. What needs to be done right now? Exactly. Oh, um, that's deadly. Which um, I, I worked with, I worked with drug addicts a lot when I was doing ministry in Oklahoma. I still do when I get the chance. But that's the addict's mentality. Like, where can I get my next fix? Or if I'm over that and I've kind of overcome the addiction, the mentality is right, right. the same. Like, this is what I have to do now. Now, 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 and all I can see is that that next step. Um, but the but the spiritual vision here, I'll say it this way. But the federal vision. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It it looks all the way to eternity. Right. And there's and so, no end. And and like the older <laughs> the older guys I talked to. Uh, you're one Are of you these. talking about <laughs> I knew that was coming. No, I knew that. Like, Look, Ken's laughing. There's, I'm not, man, there's, there's so and Albert's one of these too. He'll, yeah, he'll give, I love. He'll Albert. give this same advice. Um, especially to young men and women, like if, if people can figure this out when they're young, oh, they'll have the most fulfilled life you could possibly imagine. Oh. Like, like think about your life um, 30, 40, 50, 60 years from now, right? Especially younger people, but also older. I mean, this is a thought that's important for all of us, right? And it's, it's like, okay, if all I'm focused on is today, it's like a savings account. Right. Right. I don't have a savings account and my whole paycheck goes toward what I want now. Right. Right. I don't nothing about 401k, nothing about <laughs> retirement, nothing yeah. about investing. Yeah. Nothing about any of that. And then we hit retirement age when we can't work anymore and there's nothing. It's like, oh, what? Why didn't I make better decisions earlier in my life? Right. So that's just mm-hmm. real, a real worldly way to look at this real worldly illustration. But you, you like start thinking about that spiritually. And it's like, OK. There is going to be a day when I die. And everything that I've built up on earth, it'll perish with me. Even, even my brain, all the knowledge I attain, that's going to perish. Bye-bye. You know, the relationships I had on this earth, bye. My family, mm-hmm. I'll be separated from them. Bye. My work, all my job training, bye. All the money that I had in my savings account, bye. Um my cool hair. Bye. <laughs> you know. Are you getting a load of this, Ken? You need to uh, shave it off like I do, man. <laughs> Both of us. I've, I've done it before. I've done it before. But all that nice. stuff, like that's what it means, perishable. 
And so you you skip church on Sunday, you skip investing in what is imperishable for the the extra, what are you going to make in a day? $50, $100? 30 you know, cent. Yeah, depending on where you're working. Like um, you skip the what is imperishable to build up what is perishable and you're going to spend it that week anyway. It's gone. All money is good for is spending. And mm. then you're going to, then you're going to meet Jesus and <laughs> like, oh! like barely through the fire. And it's like, why didn't I? How are those football games, bro? Yeah. 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 Jesus exactly. Will be like, yeah. I hope you enjoyed those football games. Yeah. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the money that you earned on my day. Oh, oh. Yeah. like, um, like that's, this is, Ooh, real. you're getting a medal in there, bro. This is real stuff. That is real stuff. Uh, and I, I hope that, I thought it. I hope that younger generations are thinking about this because our investments do matter. Uh, we do want to be building up treasure in heaven rather than on earth. Uh, and and here we see, yeah, uh, it's now God forgives sin. Um, mm-hmm. Those who are saved will still make it to heaven. Uh, Paul writes somewhere that you'll make it a, as if barely through the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not the condition yeah. I want to see Jesus in. <laughs> no, no kidding. <laughs> Gosh, I'm all charred up and <laughs> burned, shattered. Yep. I'd be like those angels in the book of Revelation that look like fire and brimstone, man. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Imagine that. But no, this is um, this, this is life-shattering. If we actually take an inventory of our life according to these biblical standards, uh, this is, this is life-shattering, um, especially if it's not the way we've been living. Um, and for those who are in Christ, this is one of the most convicting uh, self inventories to take, like, okay, where are my investments? Where are my priorities? You know. Yup. Yeah. Yeah. I could I could give a a short personal testimony when it comes to these these uh, these realities in our lives and how they impact us. Hmm. Um, I was I was you know early on in in my marriage and you know I think we had one kid at the time and we were we were pursuing the American dream. I mean, what we do here, uh, to, to try to be, you know, successful or, 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 or well off is not inherently wrong. Um, to, right. to want to, you know, to be good in your field or to pursue careers, like, like these things aren't wrong inherently, but, uh, they're when they, they're contrary to the, the kingdom and your pursuit of, of God's kingdom, that's where the Lord in our life, like, pierced just at one moment in a very powerful way and and just he 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 spoke to both of us um through his spirit and just you know at the same time which we validated when when we talked with each other about what we were convicted by and that's what we were pursuing our own lives our own our own purpose and pursuit of this world and it wasn't it wasn't putting him and his kingdom for seeking first the kingdom of God. And then all these things being added. And like, it was not a developmental thing that we worked in our lives through. It was conviction of the Holy spirit conversation between husband and wife and radical change in the trajectory of our lives and said, you know what, we are, we are going to clean up all the garbage out of, of, of what we're doing. And we're going to pursue Christ with everything that we do. And it's, it's interesting that like it, it often takes um, a lot of suffering too to, to, to 
to bring people to these points of realization. But you know, life life was at one one of its big challenging points in our history, and and I I don't want to say this in a way that like promises any type of you know joy and prosperity and 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 no more suffering when you when you seek king uh, his kingdom first. But at that point, when we shifted, you know, like dramatically and pursued Christ and his kingdom, like the, the sufferings in our life began to, to fall away quickly. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where not only in our and in, in the tangible parts of our life, but like just our relationship, um, our, our joy, um, mm. our, our knowledge of who God was just dramatically grew. Um, and, and maybe from the outsider looking in, maybe, maybe it wasn't something crazy that happened to us, but, but it was, and is real to us. And that transition, that, that turning and seeking Christ and his kingdom first, um, never go back. We will never like when we, when we were convicted under that and saw that what we were doing and changed that in our lives at, we'll never, um, be deluded by that reality again. Um, because it is, it was life changing for us. Unless you're oh, unless that. you're investing in you know Bitcoin or Ethereum or something. <laughs> Do you Bitcoin. know uh, Rabbit Trail? Let me tell you. Something. Oh, here we go. I knew. I saw it when he started the finger. When he started pointing with his finger. <laughs> no, this is what makes me sad about the wisdom um, that we're supposed to have the wisdom of God, right? Like, like Andrew, I I was I was. I'm not going to name names, but I was like, oh, like I would say like a friendly jab by by some someone that most people here don't know. Um, who's a leader in in the church? You know, not not this church or anyone near us. Um, who kind of criticized like say, the idea of investing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like let me let me just say real quick, clearly for the you know, I don't know. Do we have five listeners or, or are we up in the? <laughs> for anyone listening right now if, if you have a if you have a leader um that is telling you that it is like wrong to invest your in the financial endeavors and stuff like that if, if it's sound and you're not being careless or stupid with what you're doing like like saving for retirement investing in you know in, the, in things like the stock market if, if you're told that that's wrong like he he got a problem with those leaders man <laughs> Uh, am, am I right I, here, Andrew? You could, you could. I I own several stocks, so I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah. man, like, are, are we really going to have like people pushing for Christians to be like these poor beggars with you know cloth sacks on their back and say, "Oh, Jesus only." You know, I. You, you know, know what God, I can though? God gives some people the spiritual gift of of business, <laughs> so they yeah. can so they can make money, right. and then He gives them the spiritual gift of generosity, so they can support the ministries of the church. Like that's some people's service to the Lord. Don't knock that. Yeah, yeah. like for real. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, yeah, no. Just yes. I mean, telling you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just yes. How's it go? No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had somebody during no. the during, yeah. during Sunday school. We had somebody ask. Uh, <laughs> somebody said something about gambling, and some people equate the stock market to gambling in a sense. Do they really? There's risk. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you could lose everything. Depends on the stock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they made a comment about gambling or like going to Vegas or something. And uh, of, course, just came of, course, back. of course, everybody all of a sudden got quiet. It was like, 
kind of kind of looked at me <laughs> and i was like the bible doesn't say anything about gambling yeah. it does does say something about being wasteful now don't be wasteful. that's right uh it says something about you know if you're gambling so much that it cripples your generosity to the poor don't do it um yeah, just, if, if you if you have to take your you know the, the, your money and go buy a, a lotto ticket instead of you know feeding your family you know you're you're sitting clearly yeah yeah exactly yeah but if if you have a few dollars or depending how rich you are a few hundred dollars or whatever and it's disposable income um and you like to play games go go play games but treat it like you already lost the money when you go in set it aside aside. that's it yeah don't don't let it affect your generosity don't let it affect your giving to the church and if you are addicted, by all means, just don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's like yeah, that stuff. Do not call sin what the Bible does not call sin. Be very careful about that. No kidding. <laughs> oh, that's rampant. <laughs> yes, that's rampant. Yeah. You know what, Ken? You, you, you say something like that though, and and I I so 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 get that because I have met at the, the time that I've been working for Daddy. I have met. So many people that have a staunch belief that if you are a devout follower of Christ, you will live in desperation. They mm. they were taught that, Ken. Their their whole yeah. time frame, the mm. society and everything, they were taught if you really love Christ, you're not going to drive a Ferrari. You know, I mean, there's so mm. many different things to that aspect, but it, it's it's... So many people yeah, learn to look at it like, yeah, it's not blessing material. That's a Gnostic teaching. Deny the material. Right. Uh, that's, that's not Christian. It's Gnostic. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, but we, I mean, if we're only spending money on us, and that's our identity. Then those things are our masters and not our slaves. Now we have right. a problem. Yeah. That's yeah. when you get into, you that's I mean, yeah, that's, that's rough. It. All right, man. We are, uh, we have to, Sorry. I was going to say we're, we're close to the end here. So any Are last, really? any last comments? The timer is? Where's the uh, timer? I don't have a well, timer. I guess my, my last comment oh. on on this, I guess, rabbit trail kind of. No, it wasn't a rabbit trail. No, no. I didn't, it didn't. The, the last comment I would think on on something like this is um, also living in a way that that was abandoned to Christ and and knowing that mm. whether, whatever we accumulate. Is not ours. You know, if, if we have wisdom in a certain field or like you're saying business or you're really good at the stock market and, and you make money there, that's Christ's money. And, and if, if he calls you to to use it in whatever ways, whether it's in part or full abandon, you know, what? take everything you have and, 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 and put it here, because this is what this is why I blessed you in this area. That That is what is being um, abandoned to Christ and saying, you know what, I, I don't technically own any of this that i have I'm the chair i'm sitting the house i'm under right now belongs to christ and if 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 he were to convict me like he did man like what was it like 20 some years ago now to, to change the trajectory of my life and and tonight you know he would convict me and kathy say you know what sell all that you have and go be missionaries off in some foreign land that's this is all god's and 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 we live our life abandoned to him and and whenever he he calls it whether in our death or through service you know that's that's what we have to w- without hesitation be like amen, yeah. uh, amen. yes Lord. Right. yeah 
it's a yeah uh, christ christ calls us to not reckless abandon we count the cost mm -hmm. we we, we want to honor our lord we we love him so it's like like loving our father like i would do anything because i love my father in heaven yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it's stewardship right so we don't actually own anything we have it's all stewardship we're stewardship of our health right. and our wealth and our intelligence and our wisdom and discernment all that uh, all of our spiritual gifts we are stewards of those uh God gives and God takes away according to his will and his plan for our lives. That's, that's it. Yeah. Amen. My head's full. Uh, mine always is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bursting at the seams. Do you see me? I'm like, I got to say it. I got to say it. <laughs> Something that Ken said sparked. I can't remember though. It, it was like everything we have is not ours. Um, that's not a hard understanding for those that have surrendered their life. Right. But I'm trying to remember, where is it? It's like, it, we're not ourselves. Right. We're, we don't own, I don't own this body I'm in. Thank God. I'd turn it back in. I didn't get a refund. I didn't buy this. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't buy this it. Huh, huh. <laughs> I, I want a I, refund I, if I paid for this body. Despite what uh, North American culture currently says, no, you do not own your body. No, you do not have a right to your own body. <laughs> Men or women, we do not have rights to our own bodies. We belong to God and we belong. If First married, Corinthians belong 6, 19, yeah. That's it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the Christian perspective. So all you worldlians out there, <laughs> that's our position. And yes, I am ready to defend that. Woo-woo-woo. <laughs> so, oh, man. All right. Uh, well, uh, this has been uh, before. I, I just want a uh -oh. quick shout out to uh, to a couple people. Uh, you'll know who you are. I won't mention your names here in a public podcast, but uh, I will if I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know I know you're listening to this podcast. Uh, your life is hectic right now. Uh, you're finding trying to find time for for Christ. Let me encourage you. Please just just make time for Him. Uh, Care about you, love you, praying for you, and that's uh, that's all I wanted to say. Have you in mind during this podcast? Um, Dig it, yeah. mm, cool. Dig it. All right, y'all. I need a cigar. <laughs> I need a cigar. <laughs> On that note, this has been the Blacktop Pulpit <laughs> by the Church at Sunsites. Uh, please visit thechurchatsunsites.com. Check out all of the resources we provide to you: sermons, Bible studies. Uh, oh, this podcast too. That's on the website. How oh, about yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Uh, check out all the stuff there. Answered questions, announcements, whatever. And uh, and please consider donating so that we can continue the work we are doing in this community. All the money uh, donated to uh, this podcast actually goes to uh, actually goes to our Deacons Benevolence Fund now to help with the needs in our church and community. So all the money you donate, uh, mentioning this podcast. It all goes to our deacons. So please head to the church sunsites.com. Pray, donate, check out the resources, and we will catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>